here. Can you bring bring that down a little bit here? You just don't. Um, you are. Yeah. Um. Thanks again. Uh, this is Deadbeat Radio. Um. This is your host Lance Adams. Um, before we get into the show, I. Uh, it is with heavy heart that I um, have some breaking news to all you uh, uh, deadites out there that are listening. Um, so that's you, Kurt. Um, but uh, we have uh, lost a member of Deadbeat Radio family, and I want to take a moment to acknowledge that. And um, we've uh, uh, somebody who's been with us from the very beginning and been an integral part of our show. And uh, I, I don't know how the show will be the same going forward, but I, I hope that we can do our best. I got the, the, the news last week. I found out that... Um, Swisher Sweet has discontinued the Arctic Ice Cigarello, and um, if you could, uh, since I'm the only one who really cares about this, um, Terry, if you could, um, I think this sums it up. It is my Curtis Lowe, and um, I, uh, I'm, I'm upset. I'm very upset. I don't know how we'll be the same. I know Terry was a huge fan, a huge proponent of the Arctic Ice Menthol Cigarellos. Oh yeah, I loved him so much. I know I you did, and uh, so day. I'm literally scouring every gas station I can to find every pack and stock up like some kind of crazy doomsday hoarder that I look like. Uh, but anyway, now that we get that out of the way, uh, what is it about the Arctic ice that does it for you? I like I like the little menthol sting. I'm, I don't know. I just like it. I, I enjoy it. But uh, I'm a weirdo. You like the little kick? I do. I do. I'm uh, I'm quitting smoking, so I guess I got to cling to anything I've got. So. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for having us back. We're uh, here one more time. This is Lance Adams, uh, our great producer, Terry Snow. And with us today, we have a wonderful, amazing comedian that I, I just love, Danny Whitson. Danny, thank you for being here. Um, right. you have, you've given me a, a shot so many times, and I really want to say it's, it's an honor to have somebody I respect here as much as you. you and I, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Uh, we, we have, uh, worked together many times and you've gave me a shot a ton and always been supportive and helped with advice. And so I really do, uh, admire what you do. And so I'm happy to have you and not only just comedian, but magician. Yeah. Yeah. Not only, uh, do you tell dim dick jokes, you flash dim cards. And, uh, I think that's fascinating. So I want to talk about that, but, uh, how you doing? You just got back from Nashville? Doing good. Yep. A little tired, but yeah. Yeah, jet jet, jet lagged or uh, uh, yeah, jetta lagged. I jet, guess jet, is a better jet. There yeah, we go, jetta lagged. That's a good way. It was crazy in Nashville this weekend too because the Predators were playoff oh, games. Oh, so nice, was, nice. I used to live in Nashville. I love it. Downtown can be insane yes. for events like that. I used to work at the Hard Rock Cafe right there on Broadway. And so, for any time there was a concert, a uh, sporting event, I mean, anything, it was a madhouse. You know, you're paying 20 bucks to pay to go to work. You're like, great, I'm giving away two hours just to let my car sit here. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. The worst fanfare. Have you ever been there for that fanfare? No. Holy shit. <laughs> we don't even call it fanfare anymore. It's the CMA Music Festival or some shit, but it is... Um, I, I think I, I think honestly, uh, it, Dante wrote about it. I think it's one of the layers of hell uh, for anybody working. Um, I think it's uh, definitely in there because it's um, shit everywhere, and a lot of it's based right there at Second Broadway where we were. So everybody was just coming and going and crazy, and we were doing events in the parking lot and just concerts at the field, and people had like two hours for the next show. So they got because it's a huge con. You can meet and sign and and and, and take photos, and so there are people. Dude, King of the Hill did a whole episode about it where Peggy attacks Randy Travis for stealing her song. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I yeah, I don't even remember, remember that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, they uh, take a church trip to Fanfare in Nashville, and Vince Gill does the uh, church uh, director for uh, Cameo Voice. And they go to Fanfare, and uh, Peggy meets Randy Travis and tells her about this great song, as all Peggy Hill does. She thinks she's wrote the greatest song in country music history, when clearly David Allen Coe told us his buddy Steve Goodman wrote it when he wrote um, which, uh, But anyway, so Peggy gives it, and Randy Travis steals it, and she goes crazy, and they TP his bus and drive it off in a lake. And it, it's just insane. It's a great episode. Tons of cameos, Brooks and Dunn, Randy Travis, uh, uh, Brooks and Dunn eat a shit-filled pie. I mean, it's it's a good episode, but I love King of the Hill. It's like one of my favorite shows. But you know, I just I just found out recently that Nashville has now it's surpassed Memphis for being Tennessee's largest city now. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I it just is wouldn't growing super fast. I've been to Memphis, but not spent a lot of time there. I've kind of been through it once or twice. But uh, like I said, I spent ten years in Nashville. My son was born there. Um, that's where I met my wife. So. Uh, I love Nashville. It's great. Where where was the place? Um, I know it was uh, some friends of ours, Brooke and Nick uh, Woodruff and Brooke Jolly put it on. Yeah, um, Twin Kegs too. Cool, cool. Yeah, I was supposed to go down. Um, had some family issues come up, and so I didn't get a chance. Had to bail out at the last minute. But um, every comedian musician knows sometimes life comes first. You got to do what you got to do. But I'm glad you had a good time. Good crowd. Uh, photos look great. So um, we'll talk about that. But uh, I want to uh, actually touch on something a little different, man. Um, we usually uh, take a few headlines and just kind of go over some shit. And um, I know you're on the beer board of yep. uh, your uh, city there in Oak Ridge, and so um, some of these apply to you. What do you think of the uh, the seven day liquor and wine? That's uh, that's a big thing. What do you think of that? I think it's a great thing, you know, because it's going to go benefit the the schools and uh, how so? What's what, what do you mean? Well, by I that? mean, I, I know it's going to help like the pre K system give money because through the tax, the, yeah. Okay, and uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure some you know. Because a lot of people, you know, when your kid's young, they can't afford daycare, mm-hmm. and they try to get their kid into preschool and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the last areas that gets money tossed at it. Got it. You know, got it. Uh, Shit rolls downhill. They're at the bottom absolutely. of the hill. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a big plus. Um, and so, so I guess with anything, they have certain taxes to offset. With lottery, for example, hey, we're going to do this, yeah. but we're going to give the scholarship. Yeah. So it's that same kind of uh, bureaucratic uh, and, bartering. And it seems like that's the loophole to get anything done in Tennessee. Oh, because, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, I've always thought it was a stupid law. Mm-hmm. It never made sense to me that you couldn't buy that. Why, why does it? So is, is, do you have any beer board insight into that? Is like, why, why blue laws? What's the deal? Like, so I, far from a church? What's I, the... You know what? That's one of the... Exactly, I know it's archaic, but what is the well, common sense? I really don't know, because whenever people submit the, their apps at the beer board with us mm-hmm. to, get, to get a beer license, they have to put that. You know, so and there's far, other things too, right? Things, I mean, when it comes to high schools, stuff like that. Right. But now, they have to list every type of major thing like that around them. And I, I understand high schools and stuff like that. But churches, I'm, I'm like, you know, because, hell, we've give our we've gave beer permits to churches. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, it doesn't make oh, yeah. sense. But I, I think it's a stupid law. And, and it, it blows me away, though. I'm a little surprised at how quickly the wine and liquor got through. And they were ready to go the next day. Exactly. I mean, like it was like announced on Friday. People were like, "Yep, we're open Sunday." Yeah. But medical marijuana never stands a snowball's chance no, in hell. No, we get know? closer and closer, but no, no. And that's um real important to me. Uh, my wife has MS, and Absol- so yeah. it's a uh, it's a life changer. And we recently found out too that um, she was diagnosed with COPD, 
And so that's again why we're quitting smoking. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a death sentence for her, but again, could be much better with, you know, CBD oils, which, yep. uh, you know, restrict inflammation and things like that. That could help her a lot, uh, keep her seizures at bay. So yeah, I don't, I don't get that at all, but we get closer all the time and we can keep hoping and praying and voting and, and, you know, supporting and going out. Uh, well, I think the Sunday law is a step closer. Yeah. Hey, oh yeah. I agree too. I uh, totally like, agree. We are in the South. They, are a little behind in the times, and yeah. we move pretty slow at a snail's pace politically down here. I so. think it's the equivalent <laughs> of once you know, once upon a time in a racial marriage was illegal. Mm-hmm. We yeah. broke that barrier, yeah. and then we got to the point where you know, fuck it. You want to have a, a homosexual wedding? Have one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we broke that barrier, and so I think it's the same thing. I think yeah. you know, once we've broken this barrier, I think it's going to be easier for the next one to come along and go, come the fuck on, yeah. look, pull your head out of your ass and listen to the people who pay you. And, you know, the, the thing that's sad, too, because Tennessee is such a great place to grow marijuana. Oh, and, yes. And, and here's the other thing, too. The, the other thing, and I just learned this. I didn't know this because I don't know a lot about wine. But mm-hmm. it turns out Tennessee is an excellent place to grow wine. Yes. No, no, no. And, and uh, olives. Um, yeah. We have a, a Mediterranean-style um, seasonal uh, range. And much like because of where we are in the equator, we're very similar to some of the Italian, um, Mediterranean, Greek uh, uh, places that grow wine, grapes, that grow yeah. olives. Um, we're one of the largest olive-producing states, too, for the same reason. That is crazy. Uh, yeah, because we have that Mediterranean-style. Um, now, climate temperate. Now I heard that. Now I don't know how true this is, but what I did hear, uh, apparently, there's just two distributors that kind of dictate the wine in Tennessee. Really? That's now exactly. Like, you mean like the what is it? The Cherokee? You see them at restaurants and stuff. I know I, there are companies that that. I, ex- I think. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, an exact name. Mm-hmm. But um, I was. Uh, I'm, I'm also part of Oak Ridge Leadership. I'm doing that this year, mm-hmm. and uh, it's where a lot of people from the community we meet once a month and we discuss certain things and do certain things. Um, community you know, to, organizers, to be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know to the, benefit the, the community. After Obama, the joke of community organizers' job sounds uh, uh, the, uh, funny, but yeah, yeah, a community well, organizer in a true sense. You know, and uh, we had a lady. She came out and talking. You know, she was wanting to. Um, you know, she was talking about wine, and she, they're doing a wine fest, and she was talking about that, mm-hmm. which, and she said, is ridiculous because Tennessee is such a great place mm-hmm. to, for you know. For wine. Olives threw me off when I found that. I was like, wow, that makes sense. You know, but I had never thought of that. But you have to have certain temperatures to make certain things. I mean, yeah. that's why places like, uh, you know, it's goofy, but go, uh, you know, down from the Mediterranean climate, what do you get into? You get into Africa. What do they grow a lot of there? Peanuts. Yeah. Georgia, peanuts, south of us. So, I mean, it's it's really not that different. Um, again, when you shoot straight across the bottom part of California, also yeah. grapes and olives. So. I mean that's why we're we're very similar, but um, yeah, I just never even as someone who is a, a believer in Christ and a Christian, I, I know a lot of these are religious based. I think it's dumb. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. look, man, you give us a bad name when you force your shit down people's throat. Look, I believe in Christ. That's my personal decision. I don't force it on you. I don't expect you to be like, well, I'm in church on Sunday from twelve to <laughs> blah blah blah, so you can't do shit because I can't do shit. So I'm going. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. That is d- an archaic. It's like, look, here's what you can do based on my religion. Nothing. Leave me alone about mine. I'll leave you alone about yours. And you want to talk? Cool. We'll talk. We'll have a conversation. How is yours different from mine? What do you? What do you? How did you do this? Great. But you know, I don't. There's no reason to force it on people's throat. And you know what? Even as a Christian, I don't mind a glass of Chardonnay on the weekend. And a Sunday sometimes fucks me up. Yeah. My wife constantly goes, "Hey, we run to the liquor store." And I go, "Nope." 
And she'd be like, why are you being a dick? I'm not. It's Sunday. And so, you know, I'm going to have to lose that joke because uh, for the last 15 years, she's continued. I, dude, I've watched her go check the mail on Sunday. She forgets all about this stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I just let her go. She's like, I'm going to go check the mail. And I go, yeah, okay. Yeah, you do that. What is that joke? And it's like an old joke. How do you tell the difference between a Baptist and a uh, Catholic? It's like, uh, oh, one will say hi to you at the liquor store. Boom, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's good. The uh, Catholic will say hi to you at the yeah, liquor store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah uh, and, and, you know, again, that's something that some religions aren't opposed to it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, a lot of Catholics, especially if you go to European, um, you know, Irish Catholics, stuff oh, like yeah. that, like, they're all for drinking and fucking, they don't care. You know, it has nothing well, to do with it's, one. It's part of their ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Drinking yeah, yeah, the blood yeah, of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, and I mean, like, I know we, there's the historical, like Jesus said, he did wine, you know, wine was the only thing you could drink then because it was the only thing that would last. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I mean... Don't be a douche with shit and, and, and do what you want to do. You want to smoke a joint? Go for it. You want to drink a beer? Great. You want to have a whiskey? Go for it. But here's the deal. Don't don't get to the point where you're a dick. You know, that's really, it's like, hey, uh, can you can you drive? No, then sit your ass down. All right. Don't yeah. get in a car. Uh, you know, can you perform surgery, doc? Maybe not. So how about you don't smoke before you work? Uh, you, you're going to the mall to sell ice cream? Yeah, you could probably burn one on the way. Nobody will care. <laughs> right? Just, so eat it. Just yeah, it, it's, it's, it's common sense responsibility. Uh, people are like, oh, what 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 if what if your plane pilot was, was smoking a joint last night? Would you want him flying you today? Yeah, won't bother me at it all. It would just take a long time yeah. to get there. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. Would. So, yeah, it doesn't bother me, but it's like, is uh, the nurse who's taking my pulse at the, the quick minute clinic, she burned one on the way? I don't care, right? You're good. You, yeah. you're, you're not doing anything that I'm worried about. <laughs> Brain surgery, maybe lay off for the day. Like, wait till it's done. You know, we'll go burn one together. You know, yeah, you stitch me up, we'll sneak out back. Uh, we're good. But uh, what about stimulants that might make those people better at their job, like an Adderall or something? See, well, that, that's where it gets like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah I mean, do you think, I mean, that possibly a, a, probably goes a prescribed goes Xanax to relieve the depression mm-hmm. that you might need to focus on your job, Absolutely. right? Right, I, person by person, I, you know, yeah. case by case. I think that's um, in the same way, alcohol can you drink one beer and drive home? Absolutely. Maybe yeah. you can, maybe yeah. you can't. I've known people on both sides of the coin, <laughs> you know. Um, I've known bartenders I used to work with years ago at clubs. Who would um, I, I specifically? I won't you know his name names because I don't remember. That's been a long time back. But this one bartender, he just bartended on the weekend, and he mainly did the job to enjoy a li- to, to be free. It was his, his time out, so he got paid to go do it. And he had a, a day job, uh, some finance company, I think maybe through the day. And uh, so he worked nine to five doing his thing. Had wife, kids. Would come out on the weekend, drink, do a little blow, and do Monday morning right back up, suit and tie, doing his thing. And he was like, "Hey, this is how I fun. I, I get paid. I can't afford to come and do this." Um, on that side of the bar, I'm a little out of control. On this side, I can have my fun, go do my thing. This pays for my weekend of fun. The little blow I bought, the little I spent on my tab, and you're like, "Go, you go, girl. You do <laughs> yeah. your thing, man. I don't, you do I don't you. care." Yeah. So I, I, I'm all for that. If you can function and do it, do it. Make, I guess, case by case, like with anything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as long as you're not putting anybody else in danger. I mean, and that's, that's, that's exactly. how I am. I don't care what you do, what you mm-hmm. snort, mm-hmm. whatever you want to stick in your butt, as long as it doesn't hurt yeah. me or anybody else. Exactly. I don't care. Well, again, I get shit a lot of times when people hear, you know, you're to the right of the the, 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 the meter. And I go, look, I'm, I am to the right. I'm a true conservative. And I've said this before, but it really comes down to 
I don't want the government in my shit or yours. Yeah. I don't want you in my kitchen telling me how much I can eat or what. I don't want you telling me I can't drink raw milk. You know, like, yeah, there's some protections. Are we shipping meat in from other countries? Take a look at that and make sure it's good for the general populace. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. Right? Um, don't tell me what I can ingest, what I can't. You know, if this is lethal and killing people, like, in a straight-up way, all right, maybe you want to do something about that. Um, you know, but if it's not... Leave the fuck alone. Stay out of my bedroom. Don't tell me who to fuck, when to fuck, how to fuck, where to fuck. Uh, that's my business, you know. Like, um, and I, I, I think there again should be some basic rules. Don't fuck little kids, Absolutely. you know. Uh, try not to fuck your cousin. Uh, and and lastly, don't fuck anybody who don't want to be fucked. Pass that. Go for it. You know. Is it adult and consensual? Not my business. Right, and, and that's it. Uh, Amen. You know, are you fucking in public? I, we might want to talk about that. And yeah. <laughs> so, but past that, that's what a true that. conservative is. Is like, I don't care what you do. Are you shoving my beer up your ass? Because I'm not having an issue with that. That's my beer. Yeah. But if you want to shove beer up your ass, go for it. Unless man. you got a bottle opener. And I really need one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I can do it with a lighter. I don't know if I can do it with a butthole or a sphincter, but I'll try. I'll try. So, so Danny, let's start with uh, uh, getting to know you a little bit. I, I've known you for a while, and, and you know I don't really know your background. How long have you been doing comedy slash magic slash whatever? Let's see. I, I started out with magic first. Um, I'd always had the interest. You know, all magicians always say this. Oh, I got a magic kit when I was a kid. No, I didn't right. get any of that I, crap. You, you inspired my son to get one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. My son's a big fan of Danny's. He saw magic and just thought it was the greatest thing He's ever. A great nice. kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did uh, magic at the talent show two years ago and just yeah, wowed him. It was great. It. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he doesn't fall far from the tree. He's an entertainer. <laughs> He's good. He's good. The uh, but um, it, you know my uh, I remember my dad. My dad was a, always a, a a prankster, you know. Right. And uh, I remember he he kind of showed me my the first magic trick, like the quarter out of the ear shit, well, like some grandpa what, tricks. What he did, <laughs> like the removing finger. What you know? he did, he was a little more clever. He was a little more. He, he took like the uh, took a, a refrigerator magnet. Mm-hmm. And put it on top of the newspaper, and then made it move by itself Got on it. the news. Got you know, it. here I am, five years old, like holy shit! Oh yeah, you know, my uh, my dad had one of those. Again, I've said before, my dad's a real K, uh, Hank Hill kind of guy. That was my pop to the to the max, and um, he used to have this thing. And God, I, I, it may still be around. Call a hooey stick. Does anybody have a, a hooey, hooey stick, stick Never going stick. once? Going. No. I'm not surprised, uh, Terry. Uh, I'm infamous for references nobody gets. This one <laughs> may be. <laughs> this one may be purely made up by my family, so I. This is understandable. But what it was is he had this stick about the length of a pencil, and it was a square dowel rod, right? And on the end had a tiny little plastic propeller, like you would get off a balsa wood plane tiny nailed into the end and then from the first three quarters back it was notched and he would take a pencil and run it and the 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 propeller would start turning and he would be like now look i'm gonna say hooey and the propeller's gonna stop and go the other direction and you're like bullshit old man there's no way the propellers go and here we go down the back hooey and did he never miss a beat the propeller would slow and stop and go the other way around. And it baffled me. And as an adult, I figured out how it works. I still don't fucking know how it works. I still can't do it. It's something to do with how you hold your finger on it. You, like, move your finger, and it just starts turning another way. But as a kid, you don't catch that. But it's sleight of hand. Yeah, it's the yeah, same yeah. shtick. And it was fascinating and it was the most mesmerizing i would bring kids from the neighbor you gotta come check this shit daddy do the who is dick you gotta no check it out and i i as an adult f- firmly grasp how it works i still can't do it 
and it baffles yeah. me. What I wouldn't give to have that for my kids and just like That's awesome, I'd carry that me. shit at work and be like, "You want to buy this? No, I'll bet you I can." You know, I would use yeah. it for gambling. I'd bet beers and bars. <laughs> I would do anything with this. <laughs> so again, um, Dad's a prankster. Dad's a, uh, yeah. so you get your sense of humor from him in general. Yeah, I think I do. He, him and my mother both. My mom. My mom had a big mouth. You know what I mean? And she was the type that she just said stuff before, you know, she even thought about it. But she also had a great sense of humor. They both did, really. Uh, but, you know, he kind of, you know, got me, you know, you always got the magic, got me thinking about magic, I guess, as a kid. But, um, you know, it. I didn't know where to go be a magician. There weren't no magicians walking yeah. around the W streets in yeah. Oak Ridge. We talked about that with comedy. It's like, yeah. you just go do it, but you don't know that. Yeah. Nobody knows. Just go to an open mic. Well, I don't know anybody. Nobody. Sometimes that happens. Just yeah. go, sign up, do some jokes, and you're in. And people, so is the magic the same way? It's, you it's, just Well, nowadays, it's a lot different because of the internet. You know, true, it's, it's true, true. Kids know where to go. But um, it wasn't until probably... Um, my late teens, actually, which would be the late nineties. Yeah, late nineties. Okay. I uh, we were big comedy boom that helps yeah. TV presence. Eddie, well, the, well, one thing that really intrigued me was the world's greatest magic series that was coming on television in the nineties. Don't 90s. remember that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it had like everybody, Lance Burton, okay. uh, a lot of the the big names in. So I was going to ask about that about like magic idols. You know, is uh -huh. it like comedy? Do you have you know so well, so. Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of them in Magic, uh, but uh, I don't know a lot. That's, well, well, we know, know just recently he just he just passed away. It was Harry Anderson? Yeah, of course, of course. Harry Anderson is. But people uh, don't think of him as a magician. He's just an actor who did card tricks. Well, you know, you know I mean, well, that's people who don't know him. But he but, was really good. But yeah. yeah, he was. He was the man. You know, I Harry, love Night Court. Night Court yeah. was one of my, and even Dave's World. So. If you, if you get a chance, um, you to see some fantastic comedy magic go youtube hello sucker okay that was his special on showtime which was just oh my god it was brilliant you know um and this is that's 1986 oh my god big time uh, comedy boom that's the yeah brick wall in every corner of absolutely. every bar in america absolutely yeah. you know um but it's the good old days i just uh, were too young <laughs> But yeah, I was lucky enough to meet Harry twice. Really? And, yeah. Really. And I know you said you um, have met uh, one of my favorite comedians, Nate Bargetsky. His dad's a magician. Yep. And you said you you knew him. Uh, Steve, Steve Bargetsky, The See, one thing magicians will do is uh, they there's like little magic clubs mm -hmm. all over the country. Okay. I've seen in like um, in movies and stuff where they have like the magic guild. And it, it, it's always set up kind of cheese ball. But that like to a real degree exists. Well, it does. And like a, a, a magician's union. Absolutely. That's, like the wand waivers 405. I mean, yes, like, it's exactly. Uh, and they go there and they have like, a, you know, they vote for who's leader this this year or something. Um, Who to kill because they released a Fox special telling all our secrets. <laughs> now, I do remember that. The this Sunday, secrets revealed on Fox. For the record, they also did one about wrestling that I did take pretty personal. The same people <laughs> did the, you know, uh, guy in the, the mask. Going, you know, that, this voice described, but this is how we take it. Like, he did the same. Really close that never bothered me. You know, a lot. But that's a big thing, yeah, though, right? It is. But you know what? In this day and age, man, this is the information age. You, if anybody wants to really truly know how something's done, they'll find it. You know. Well, I wondered about that. And um, but with me though, with me, I think magicians have to be better entertainers these days than they ever have had to have ever been, because, you know, when you come to my show, realistically, I want you to leave away thinking Danny Whitson, not what Danny Whitson. Right, did, yeah. you know. Right, right. I guess a lot of bands are that way. It's like we're not this; we're just a band. Yeah, and it's the same kind of thing. Um, 
So funny enough, I know you've listened to a few episodes. Um, uh, we always do the five to drive at the That's end. That's two now. What? Hell yeah, we're growing. Yeah, we're two. growing. We're growing. Uh, usually every guest will listen to their own, so I'm at least good there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, Or they'll listen to one previous before they oh, come on. I see what you're doing. Yeah, Building yeah, a fan base. That's exactly right. One person at a time. Uh, we're going to v- nominate Brick Kirk Keller, uh, president of the Deadbite uh, Radio uh, fan club. Um, but uh, with the five to drive, I always start with a top five catered for every person. Your obvious choice is top five magicians i i struggled i always try and write my own because i go is this a dumb question i barely thought of five magicians i was Uh like people at home can't do this but i do want to know so that's a good hypothetically i have i have something better for you later Uh but hypothetically who would be your top five favorite magicians give me give me a roll call i did finally answer mine but i struggled i was like (laughs) ah I was reaching. I was like, what's that Mumford on Sesame Street? All the peanut butter, jelly sandwiches. Like, I was struggling. So, top five magicians. Give me your give me your idols. Top five. Okay, my idols. Yeah, yeah. Who's your top five favorite magicians? Um, Let's see. This is uh, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be no, easy. No, it's but... not, which is why I did not choose it as your five to drive and, and, top five. And you know, man, there's some real, you know, there's some real commercial guys that let you, you know, that you're going to like. I uh, Chris Angel. Yeah, I couldn't put that. I couldn't put the Angels man. or the David Blaines on. Not on my bus. I don't like. I don't well, like no, I will say David Blaine is completely separate from Chris Angel. They're both good at what they do, Blaine, and I give them credit for what they do. They're yeah. both talented um, at their art. I just don't like like a comedian. Sometimes yeah. I see a comedian and go, "You're good." I would never watch ten minutes of you. Yeah, and it's not that you're just not my thing. Bands, I, I hear a good band and I go, "Not for me." I've Can't never been a it. I've never been a Chris Angel fan. Never, no, ever. I don't get it. David Blaine, yes, I, I love I love David. Is Blaine. he on your really five? Good. Would you put him on your five? Well, you know what, I have to. I, okay. I'm going to put him. At, but da- David's number five. David's number five. Number. You don't um, have to do an order. Just five. Your top five. Um, period. But no, if, if I wanted to say, uh, I would have to go with. Um, well, number one, I got to go with Dave Williams. David Williamson. No, uh, okay. Never heard of him. Now, He's it, a comedian, it, I think, by that name. Well, but. this is the thing about David Williamson. Okay. He uh he's an amazing sleight of hand artist. Amazing sleight of hand artist. Uh one of my favorite things. I love sleight of hand. Yes. Um David is also uh okay, imagine Roger, uh, uh Robert, Robin Williams. Okay, I'm out already. As a but, magician sorta. Yeah, no, I'm out. I'm uh, you lost me. I'm not a big Williams well, fan. Well, no, no, this Williams? is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. No, no but this is what I'm saying though. That intensity. Though. He's got that got on stage because when you watch David perform on stage, you never know what the hell he is well, going to do. Now I have to say that I do, and this was on mine. I do love the amazing Jonathan. I love, he, and he's on yeah. yours too. Okay, I figured we would have a couple crossovers. Yeah. Um, I I do love the amazing Jonathan, and he has that intensity and that manic. And I love the fact that he never really does a magic trick, but you know he fucking can. Oh, absolutely. Um, are you familiar, Terry, with the amazing Jonathan? Yeah, he's uh, one of like the first comedic magicians yeah, I saw because yeah. he did a Comedy Central well, premium, yeah, premium yeah. blend. I always yeah, think yeah, yeah. of uh, Pat Oswalt. I know you know this bit yeah, he was like oh, yeah. in the 90s about he opened for a lot of comedy magicians he was like that was a big thing back then he was like are you a shitty comedian learn a magic trick are you a shitty magician learn a dick joke <laughs> and he would do that he does this whole bit about watching it you know and having the trunk and he, i've seen it a thousand times it's like a tom Waits song in the old sad club so i always think you know like when every time i i, I work with you and you talk about doing magic <laughs> i know you're not this guy but yeah. i do think are you a shitty comedian? Learn a magic trick. They say the well, thing about any comedian with a gimmick: guitar comedians, <laughs> yeah. Pop, oh yeah, comics, all that stuff. Oh yeah, well, you know. But if you're good, you're good. Exactly, exactly. Well, but um, the thing, the thing with that though is, I uh, at first I didn't understand that. I didn't understand 
See, you know, w- you know, I got into magic. I uh, actually I, by going into Eddie's Trick Shop down here. I have no idea where that is. Okay, well, it used to be a trick shop. It doesn't even exist anymore. And I walked in there, and a magician by the name of Nick Roberts was behind the counter. Tricky Nicky. Tricky Nicky. Tricky okay. Nicky. That's a good name. Nicky. That's a good name. Nicky. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm going to get him to listen to this. So Let's transition into porn. There we go. There yeah, 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 yeah. You could do... Uh, Nick mo- might be a stud. I don't know. Morning radio DJ. I oh, mean, like, yeah, Tricky yeah. Nicky Tricky. and the Zoo Crew. But, I mean, that's... But, oh, I like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, though. That Nick, he, he did this card trick for me that absolutely blew my mind. And to this day, I don't know exactly how I did it. Nice. You know? Nice. And, uh... I was like, damn, I gotta do this. Okay. I've got I've I have to do this. So uh, you know, I came back a few more times, Nick showed me a couple tricks, and then after that he was like, Here, take these books, read them and learn and go from there. So there are even before the pre internet there were resources on Oh you know, yeah, how yeah, to do yeah. It. Well you know, you don't know, like I said, like laymen mm-hmm. don't know that this other world exists. Right. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of resources. Like at home, I have a, a whole library full of nothing but magic books. Come clean right now uh, on the table. Do you own a Magic for Dummies book? You know, I. I you do, don't you? You I, do. I, I you think just gave I do. Some, the pause gave it away. Well, I, I think Yellow I do. and black, right there on the bookshelf. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I probably do. Okay, okay. You know, that guy's made a killer um, too. I love the show, that. The League, and there was a whole episode about busting this guy with everything for dummies. And he's a lawyer, <laughs> and they were like, "Come on, Kevin." law for dummies you're a lawyer <laughs> and he was just like no but there's there's a lot of common sense it's really easy to get straight to some so i'm sure that you it's there's some great like, tricks yeah. in that book man yeah. um okay so again here's here's my top five i'll give you mine and you can judge mine and then give me the rest of yours so my top five magicians that again i barely come up with were number one no choice pen and teller i mean oh, yeah. huge, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. huge yeah. fucking pen and teller i was before i shaved actually or before i stopped shaving i wanted to do pen and teller with either you or victor agretta uh-huh. for because two magicians i know for the halloween show we do a halloween show every um halloween here where comedians come as other comedians and either do six minutes of their material um or six minutes of your material in their style and i love doing it because i love character stuff That's my awesome. first year i did gallagher Oh, nice. It was great. <laughs> oh yeah, my, it was it was fantastic. <laughs> no, it was it's Halloween, so what I brought was the pumpkin. I had this big, so uh, I had this giant pumpkin, and I had printed out a picture of carrot top, and I called him Pumpkin Head. And so I had the mallet, and um, I've even actually been fussed at for the by the real Gallagher because I wore suspenders because Black Gallagher wore suspenders. So that's what I had in my head, and Gallagher never wore suspenders, and he chastised me for this. Nope, Gallagher never wore suspenders. Is that like a Mandela effect thing? Because yes. I swear no, to God. we yeah. all did. We all did. Well, when Gallagher himself says he didn't, trust me, he didn't. But yes, it's a Mandela effect. Black Gallagher is who did the suspenders, and that's why Dave Chappelle. But he wore a lot of vests. Gallagher wore t-shirts, vests. But yeah. I had the hat. I did the hat. I sewed in. At the time, I shaved my head, so I sewed in hair in the back. I grew the mustache big and bushy and shaved it off and had a striped shirt, suspenders, and like khaki pants pulled up too high. And so I came out with a sledgehammer, and I, I did six minutes of Gallagher. Um, one year I came, I did Fozzie Bear. That was a lot of fun. Um, I had to argue that when they were like, no, he's not a real comedian. I was like, hell, he's not. Fozzie Bear is every one of our first influence. You can go fuck yourself. Absolutely. And so I padded this uh, rit dyed sweatsuit, and I had the hat and the scarf and the clown nose. And I came out, <laughs> told six minutes of dad jokes. But I was going to do Penn and Teller one year. I thought that would be great. For me, me to come out as Penn and do the, all right, here's what we're going to do. All right, my friend Teller. And I thought it would be great to have you or you know Victor nice. Greta there doing uh, magic. But so Penn and Teller, number one, not a question. Amazing Jonathan, big fan. 
Um, I would say The Amazing Randy, a huge fan. Oh, I, hell I, you, yeah. Do you familiar? Hell yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Saw the documentary, Honest Liar, fell in love right away. Um, just a great guy. So uh, The Amazing Randy, I would definitely say. Um, Harry Blackstone Jr., uh, again, this is Nolan. This is probably before your yeah, time. Yeah, no, no. Um, Harry Blackstone Jr. was uh, his dad was a magician, right? Harry Blackstone Sr. Yeah. Uh, see, I didn't before my time, but Jr. was on like Electric Company and Sesame Street. He would show up on kid shows of the time and like just do a little magic trick. So mm-hmm. I just and he had this like jet black pompadour and this deep voice, and he would come out and he was he, at the time he was a Harry Potter teacher. Is that not incorrect? Yeah, absolutely. Because he would wear these like big ties and vests, and he had this. Pimp and black with the little of the Reed Richards white at the top and this just like absolutely perfectly trimmed mustache. And he would come out and here's what we're going to do. And he would do card <laughs> tricks for kids on Sesame Street. And he was great. Yeah. Um, so here, and then fifth one, I, I, this may be random for anybody. Piff the Magic Dragon. Are you familiar? <laughs> yes, I am. I love Piff the Magic Dragon. He tickles the shit out of me. Uh, not a fan by your face, I can tell. Well, it's not that I'm not a fan. It th- Okay. This is this is a nerve for me a little bit. a hack. This is a okay. This is just okay. This this bugs the hell out of me. I can't help it, guys. It bugs the Uh, hell out of me. No, I I, because this is what Deadbeat Radio is right here. I did uh, not expect this. This is the thing. All right. Um, this is an actual true story, and and nothing against Piff. I've watched his show, and I, I I see it's an entertaining show. Uh, but sometimes I wonder. I'm like, um. Damn, is the only thing I, I'm missing is a freaking dragon suit and a British you know, accent I mean, and, and a, a banana. Well, and, you know, and, and I've never seen you eat on stage. That the, might be part of it. The uh, well, I've just recently started making a banana disappear. I would, so, I would. Um, uh, are you familiar but, with Piff Terry? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm familiar. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just have a problem. I think that's the comic side of me. You know what I mean? The comic side of me looks at the dragon outfit, and I hate that. Uh, yeah, know? I'm, a, I'm a bit hypocritical with that stuff because I love cheese. So. I love just the silliest, cheesiest. I love Gallagher. I'm a uh-huh. huge fan. Um, I loved um, Carrot Top. I love that shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm a cornball. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, but I, I see some stuff and I'm like, that's stupid. And which is dumb because you're like, you like stupid. How can you call that stupid? So I have those fine lines where I'm like, no, 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 that's dumb. And I mean, but the thing with but me I do is, love Piff. But, 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 I mean, I mean, a lot of people do, man. Yeah, Hell, yeah. He, I mean, he's he's doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to be a hater on that, you know, but. For me, I, I have worked so hard to because just like you said, a lot of times you'll see, and this gets him on our skin too, when you see a magician be able to use comedy in his in his stuff whenever he just cracks a stupid joke in between tricks to make up for lack a- of talent. Absolutely, it's not an addition or absolutely. it's not an enhancer. It's it's a flavor in a casserole yeah. that doesn't belong there absolutely. just to put it in there. Absolutely, and most of the times the comedy sucks, man. Okay, and then vice versa, you will have. Uh, I mean, you can take a comedian who wants to do props in his act, and oh well, let me go buy this magic trick at the trick shop, and I'll put it in my act right. tomorrow night. And it's horrible magic, right? You know, I have busted my ass to keep halfway decent stand up and halfway decent magic, and try to make the two work. You oh know? yeah, You're, I, I've I've so, seen your act tons of times. I've never, um, I've never once thought that's a hack either way. Yeah. I love your act. I think it's so, great. Your incorporation is great. Much in the Penn and Teller. Amazing Johnson setup um, style. Your act always tends to be what I'm doing is my choice of distraction, which again is massive in both comedy and um, magic. Um, the, the the flag, 
again, most people know by this point, but not everybody does, that when you're waving the flag, it doesn't have fuck all to do with the magic trick except pulling your eyes away from what I'm doing with Absolutely. my other hand. Absolutely. Much like wrestling, um, which is also the exact yeah. same skill. It's what – look, I'm not uh, yelling at the referee. What I'm doing is not letting you see the other guy cheat and create the story behind me. I'm You're just – I'm taking your focus away. It's, yeah. it's I do it with jokes. I open frequently with a, a beard joke um, where, you know, I talk about my beard's 15 inches and I stroke it. And then I, you know, at the end, it's like, oh, I'm actually talking about my penis. But if I don't touch my beard and set it up and say certain things, it, the joke is a, is a, a misdirection, which I love. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of misdirection in both comedy yeah. and um, uh, that. And so the joke in a comedy magician should be the waving of the handkerchief, correct? It, exactly. Yeah. That, I agree, too. I think exactly. When properly done anyway, I think yeah. that's what it should be. I think the element of surprise is one of the most important things in any form of entertainment. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, I love a uh, comedian who comes out and does something unexpected. Uh, Andy Kaufman, huge Andy Kaufman fan. Me too. Because you never know what's coming up, and you're like, this is great. Early um, uh, uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Again, oh, yeah. it was so <laughs> out there. Bobcat Goldwaith. I oh, love yeah. Bobcat <laughs> Goldwaith. And I, I love that just he would come out and it was like, what, you set the couch on fire? What? Yeah, yeah. What? Um, I, I love it. And his new stuff is still great. He's he's awesome now, too. I, I, I'm a big fan. But um, So, again, to music okay. fans, how do you come across them? Because they're not internet back then. So if it wasn't on TV, how do you find them? And how did you come up with the top five you're about to give me? Well, here, um, come up, I actually, like I said, I got lucky. I walked to the trick shop. Boom. Nick showed me magic. Turned me on to some books. Um, and I guess I just didn't have any money to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, learned sleight of hand out of a book. Um, the Tarbell Course of Magic, which is the Bible of magic. Never heard of this. Know. Never ever uh, Which is, you know, I look at kids today, they get to learn, you know. Is this like the Straussburg School of Acting? Yeah, so is yeah, that what yeah, it is yeah. for magic? Well, kids like today, certain... they got YouTube, so they right. can learn these stuff. And to me, I'm in a book, and I'm holding a deck of cards, trying to keep the page open with right. my elbow. Right. Uh, it was hell. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it, you know, you just practice and stand in front of, front of a mirror for a year. Right. Hoping no one will ever know what you're doing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always fear the day somebody catches me in the shower and I'm like, you know what I mean? Ha ha. I'm telling jokes. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm practicing my routine in the shower. It's really my dick. And, and people, <laughs> Talking to my penis. Yeah, and people come in. I, like, my kids have to run in to use the bathroom while I'm in the shower. And they're like, Dad, are you okay? <laughs> Is that a heckler out there? Yeah, so I'm accusing my nine year old of heckling. Work. Yeah. Uh, well, someday there. I, I fear you. You with kids? How old? Uh, I've got a uh, eight year old and I've got an eighteen year old. Okay, so you're you're on the opposite. I've got eight and five. So I know at some point they're going to come to a show. Your eighteen year old been to a show? No, he hasn't. That's no. gonna be so awkward. Uh, too. I was there. Alex Stokes, again, a wonderful <laughs> comedian, um, who's amazing. Where are you on that show too? Which one? Okay, so it's been a while. We've done back. a lot of shows. Yeah, together I know ones. that was dumb. So, uh, oh no, it was uh, it was me, Shane Ryan, and Debbie Johnson. So here's what had happened: It was Alex Stokes. Uh, his son had just turned 21 and wanted to come to a show. Now, Alex Stokes is a wonderful comedian, author, um, hopefully future guest, somebody we definitely have to get on. Um, and uh, he was his son was turning 21, and so he wanted to come to a show. So he set this up just for his son, and he booked me. And what's funny here? So it's 21 year olds, and it's it's the like the four oldest comics in the. The, the local scene so I was like are you kidding me I was like to these guys we're cocoon plus dick jokes minus getting the cocoon reference I was like this is awful like this is just so uh, uh, yeah it's uh, so 18 year old you hasn't been to a show yet do you fear the day did I, they I do I, I, there's something <laughs> well you know uh, 
there's a bit. I make that fun I of my kids a lot in my set. Well, so. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's going to learn a lot about his mom and dad when he comes yeah, to see the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know, my show. He, he's he has seen the Family Magic show, uh-huh. but he's never seen the 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 comedy right. stand up comedy. Right, magic and you show. do you do again shows separately. You do some some just comedy, some just magic, and so on. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, if that's the other thing, if someone says, "Well, you know, we don't want any magic. We're just booking a comedy show. Let's do it." Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. let's do it. That's that to me. That's uh, a better skill. If when especially yeah. when because I know we worked together on some vaudeville style shows yeah. where they had burlesque and they had you know you as magic and they had me singing and dancing yeah. and all kinds of stuff and I did comedy and for those shows it's like oh you have multiple talents yeah we have multiple needs bring your ass on and so I think it's um, to bring it down to a Dungeons and Dragons uh, level of of reference I think it is being multi classed you know mm-hmm. it is nothing wrong with being a fighter mage thief you learn the best of all and you go in and provide the need for whatever is there yeah absolutely yeah. and you look at some of your best inter- well just like we were talking about Harry Anderson yeah. Harry could act he's yeah. a magician you know a lot of stuff you could do Steve Martin yeah. oh God. yeah again look at yeah. that guy and now he's just doing the what the Steep Canyon Rangers and is great yeah. I think the best um, artists were that way you know the Sinatras you know would mm-hmm. sing and act and mm-hmm. you know break kneecaps and you know kill teamster leaders and yeah. I mean all kinds of stuff that is a, a valuable <laughs> set of skills um, you know it's not every entertainer who can have a president and superstar killed so you really gotta admire that that's um, true and we probably won't survive to the next episode because I know he's dead <laughs> but he has to have left a legacy that will hunt us down um, with today's technology, his name will pop up. Um, if I'm not here, I'm um, I think Terry will take over the show. I don't know what you'll do with it, but um, so. Uh, but yeah, I think the best entertainers are multi, and we get some of that now. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a much weaker. Um, you know, we talked about it with Danny last week. The 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 rise of the internet allows everybody to do it, which is great. But at the same time, it allows everybody to do it, which is a hassle. Oh my God, I know. You have to weed through so much more bullshit to rise at the top. And so now the people that do rise in multiple platforms, I think, are weaker at each one. Where when you did have a Sinatra or a Sammy Davis Jr. or a Dean Martin uh, rise through the ranks of both, they were much stronger singers, much stronger actors. I totally agree, man. Um, much stronger. Uh, mafia leaders. I think those those yeah. those those were much better times for that. Well, now everybody's trying to start a mafia too, and it's yeah. it's, it's awful. I know Nashville had the music mafia. I think that's done though. I Is think the done? real mafia probably got pissed off. Well, plus those people stopped selling records, so nobody gave a shit. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was one of those things. Well, let's be country cowboy outlaws and it's like yeah your 10 minutes will be gone yeah i don't think the country outlaw thing works pretty much these days like it did back in the what 70s you have to be that was really something yeah oh yeah and you have to be natural i think that's the thing willie again was a um a pot smoking redneck willie whalen yeah those guys moved they were badasses most people again don't realize that that didn't come out of Nashville. It came out of Austin. Yeah. And Austin was this weird um, convergence of hippie meets redneck, and so they called it San Francisco of the South for a long time. Really? And yeah, yeah. And that's Austin was a huge um, boom with where Janis Joplin and Willie Nelson came out of. And Willie called Waylon and Merle, and everybody said, "Get your ass down here." And and we're and you know Merle came from California again, mm-hmm. so Bakersfield hits that hippie and that country, you know, uh, Buck Owens sound yeah. and. 
they all get together in this place in in redneck town that's super open and liberal and so at the time it was mind-blowing and now you still have to have that genuine um hey we don't want to follow chris stapleton somebody yeah, who yeah. um who i absolutely love chris stapleton he had um you know band the steel drivers that was under the radar but locally awesome for years and then finally just blew up one day and it was sturgill simpson oh these God, guys I love sturgill. oh yeah dude Jeez, uh, I love we were talking about grunge and hair metal earlier. I hate Nirvana, but his cover in of Bloom, In Bloom baby. is fantastic. Oh, my God. You hate Nirvana? Yeah, real bad. <laughs> Look, man, punk rock in a sweater is still just punk rock. You didn't do nothing new. You traded Joey Ramone's jacket for Mr. Rogers' cardigan. You you did not invent shit. Punk rock is punk rock. I don't buy it. And, uh, so no. Grunge was the evolution of punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, yeah. and say that. Exactly, it came from... Say that. Don't come out and be like, we invent... No, you didn't. And and plus, again, I was a hair metal guy. I loved rock and roll. And I mean, I, I like that stuff too, but, you know, I'm a big Soundgarden guy, man. I, I didn't then, I do now. Love at the time, I hated it. Um, uh-huh. I, the only things I liked at the time were the Pearl Jams, STPs, oh, yeah. Seven yeah. Mary Three. I really liked that stuff uh, at the time. Hated Alice in Chains. Hated Soundgarden. Liked hated them. Alice in Chains. Liked them both now. Okay. I've grown to like. But at the time, I wasn't a fan of Black Sabbath and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And so I kind of yeah, I didn't get into Sabbath till way later. God, um, dude. Well, there's things that you learn later on because there's things I learned like later on about Black Sabbath. Yeah, you hear like, their mention. These guys are. You know, you'll hear them mention an, an influence in an interview. You'll check them out, and you'll be like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. And that's what I did uh, big time. I got into Stevie Ray Vaughan, and from that, I found Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah, and from that, I found you know Albert King and these other guys, and um, even found ZZ Top. I only knew yeah. them as the cartoon '80s version of the, what they were at the time. And I went back and listened to their old beardless '70s stuff, and was like, "Oh." Ooh, this is oh. that's badass. Yeah, and I had a friend of mine who worked with I worked with at turned me on to like Danzig and Sabbath, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I always thought I hated this shit. This is really yeah. good. Dio, as a kid, I hated Dio, and then now I'm just like, oh my god, the father himself. <laughs> like, but uh, you know, so your tastes change. But there's uh, all, yeah, you know, there's stuff like, um, <laughs> you know, we mentioned Stargell Simpson. Uh, I like I like what they call new grass. I like some of it. I like, like some of it. Like trampled by turtles. Yeah, I like uh, some of it. Uh, I, I never was ever into anything like that. A lot of like, that. This isn't that bad. A lot of it reminds me of the late '60s country rock stuff. Uh-huh. Um, even the Stones got wrapped into that pretty big with like uh, 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 shit. Um, Faraway Eyes, Girl with Faraway Eyes, uh-huh. and Honky Tonk Women, um, and Graham Parsons. I'm a huge Graham Parsons fan. The Flying Burrito Brothers, Late Birds, um, Crosby, Tills, and Nash. I love uh-huh. that shit. And so with that, I love that country rock movement of the time. And a lot of the new grass tends to lean off of that yeah. for me. Um, and so I do like that stuff. I do have an issue, though. Uh, uh, Sturgill Simpson has a song, uh, Turtles All the Way Down. Yes. You mentioned Trails of a Turtle? Yes. Have you ever listened to it? Like, yes. Okay. Go back and listen to it. It's nothing but loving her is easier than anything I'll ever do again. It's verbatim the same exact music to the note. If you really? put if you put on Turtles All the Way Down, you can just sit there and go, loving her was easier than anything I'll ever do again. It is dead on. Verb- it Damn is it, like, Lance. Yeah, it's, it's You've ruined that song I, for me. I now. ruined it for me. Damn it, it was playing and I was like, she can whisper every morning. I was like, wait, that's that's fucking Chris Christopherson. And it is verbatim. Oh, shit. Um, Danny, I think we're going to stop, take a break, get a pee, get a quick smoke. But when we come back, I want to talk to you about 
how to write a magic trick. I'm okay. fascinated by this and how we do that. So we'll take a quick break here. Let the uh, 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 commercials pay some bills here on Stage Diver Network, which is uh, always wonderful to have us on. So hang tight. We'll be back for the second half of Danny uh, Debbie Radio with our guest Danny Whitson. Terry, uh, what do you got to play us out to? Slow oh, and easy. See again. I'm a hair metal guy. Ooh. Love David Coverdale. Deep Purple. I love this whole family of music. I may not leave for a minute. I may just pee my pants to listen to this. <laughs> what a weird video, though. Great stripper song. Oh, hell yeah. This is a stripper song. (laughs) Oh, yes. Fun, man. Keep on pushing, baby, like I've never known before. No, you want a crazy child. I just want to see you on the floor. On a superstitious woman, she got a superstitious mind. I can see you, baby. I can see you anymore. No more. Keep on loving me like I've never known. What up, kids? My name is Mitch Wheeler, and across from me is Casey Beeman, mm-hmm. and we host a podcast about Knoxville. Yes, I love Knoxville, and I like to talk about it. Yes. What would we call this podcast? How about Scruffy Little Podcast, I off the top of my little head? That's a good thing to call it, since we've already spent a lot of money on marketing I and branding, right. so let's go with it. Okay. Scruffy Little Podcast, available on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you find podcasts, and of course, Stage Diver Radio Network. Casey, what are some of the things that you like to talk about on this? Because I know that we're very different people. That's true, and I I think that's uh, kind of what makes it a fun show because I like to live vicariously through you with your your cool <laughs> stuff. You're the cool hip guy, and I'm the dorky dad guy. Basically, yeah, you're. We, the, I told uh, you about saying cool and hip, oh, like one after the other. Nobody is cool hip. Okay, well, 
Um, basically, I am uh, I'm the parent. I like to talk about fun stuff to do with your kids in the city because there's so much stuff and so much stuff that I didn't know about until I researched and found it. So I'd like to help some folks out. But still, you know, there was a time in my life when I went to metal shows. I went to do the kind of stuff that you're doing. And I like to hear about that. Which is what I'm here for. Right. The music scene, the breweries, the restaurants, the things that you get to do when you don't have kids or when your kids are not with you. Exactly. Absolutely. So check us out. Scruffy little podcast available on iTunes, Google Play, StageDiverRadioNetwork.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is my theme song right here. Wheeler Walker Jr. Man's a damn genius. You ain't much to look at. You can lose a few. Fucking genius. I love him to death. He's brilliant. Uh, if I could ever be so lucky to uh, be as, as awesome. He had a great quote uh, that said, uh, I may not be the greatest country singer ever, but I'm closer than you are. And I thought, Boom. fuck yeah. Boom, and that's nice. my motto in comedy. It's like, I may not be the best comedian, but I'm closer than you are. Absolutely. Uh, welcome back to Deadbeat Radio. Uh, Terry playing some good country tunes. I love good country music. And you know what I love? Good guest. And I've got one today, Mr. Danny Whitson. How are you doing? Uh, back uh, from our break, uh, we've been talking magic, comedy, dick jokes, uh, actor conspiracies. But hey, let's talk about a few things we got going on on Stage Diver Network. Uh, Terry, uh, you have set us up with some awesome stuff. We had a great show last Friday, yes, so that was a huge success. Was yeah, a hit. amazing we success. Did great. <laughs> so please, next time we come out and do something, uh, please be there. I know we'll be out at CreepyCon, which is August twenty fourth and twenty fifth, and uh, that's gonna be awesome. I know that uh, J and B's DLC is gonna be there. We're gonna be there. A lot of shows will be there. Are you doing anything? You're yes, performing I am. as well. I will be. Yeah, there. awesome. Danny will be there doing magic, and oh, so nice. yeah, the whole crew will be there. Um, we've go ahead do some creepy magic I nice know. nice you gonna do the houdini seance thing well you know i, I would love to do that but i think there may be some children may i, I don't know oh, so, right it is all ages right so yeah yeah, yeah. So. i'm going to have to to maybe just chop my leg off or something like that <laughs> Pull your, right. pull your Seriously, I'm, I'm really trying to think about a way to, nice. I'm going to chop my leg off. It'll be fun. I've never done a convention <laughs> like this. I mean, I've, I've done large, you know, like beard competitions. So I've been at large events, but I've never done a, a con. This is my first yeah, one, too. Yeah, I've never done it, so I'm excited. Um, I think uh, Bingy from JMB's DLC uh, is going to be uh, a Sherry Moon zombie. He is. And I'm it? going to go as his Rob zombie. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun. Um, we do have coming up uh, for you, uh, again, fellow Deadbeat fans. The Deadbeat's a comedy present, uh, even with the Deadbeats here in Knoxville. So we'll have, uh, I believe, all of us. I know that I'll be there. Mr. Bubs Harris from Pensacola will awesome. be there, who is the granddaddy of the uh, uh, uh deadbeats he is the uh, jj dylan of our four horsemen I love uh yeah yeah bubs is great he's the jj dylan he's the sometimes manager founder uh, uh and then we have of course the rick flair of the deadbeats of comedy mr jc ratliff will be there <laughs> Woo! uh we have uh, patrick cunningham our uh arn anderson uh of the, nice. the enforcer coming <laughs> up out of huntsville uh who's great and then uh, of course i think i believe the Tully Blanchard, Mr. Kirk oh, Keller, our number one fan, will be up. Uh, I think he's also coming. Uh, I'm not sure where he stands on that. We want you to come, Kurt. We know you're listening, so please come for so, that. 
Where am I? Is that Wh- the question? Who, which one are you, Barry Windham? Oh, Sid I, I'm I'm the Barry Windham Sid Vicious Barry because I do look the best in chaps. Okay, and there we have go. Proven that time and time again. <laughs> you know, I would have gone gone Ole Anderson. Uh, Ole, no, okay. no, okay. no, no, no. Uh, bald ponytail loves to wear chaps. That makes me Barry Windham. That's uh, a but, that's, you know, that, yeah. that's a crazy debate because who really does get the fourth horseman? Um, well, who does that really truly go to? Yeah, we make the joke that we're like the four horsemen in the '90s because there's five of us, six of us now because we've yeah, added Wiley yeah. Ferrar. So again, we're the uh, four horsemen. That there's a, like, the three musketeers. You know, there's four of them bitches, and nobody ever brings that up. No one ever <laughs> no, talks I mean, like, about that. Three musketeers. You got a they candy bar, and there's four of them bitches. Yeah. You know, like uh, Orthos, Porthos, uh, uh, Cupid, uh, Donder, and Blitz. I don't know, but anyway, I'm about to say, uh, 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 D'Artagnan. Well, there's D'Artagnan. There's Porthos, Orthos, and holy shit, man! Shit. You, you got me on the first one. Dig me. Uh, it's Oliver Platt. There's Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, <laughs> was, it Charlie, was it Charlie, Charlie Sheen? Sheen uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that's how we know it. Um, but yes, so we have the uh, Deadbeats at Sugar Mamas on uh, July 21st. So that'll be awesome. Um, you also, we have a blurry, what am I? Oh, oh, at the International, a wonderful venue here in town for anybody who's listening locally. The International, which has provided tons of shows over the years. Um, the people down there, Jay Harris and all those guys are wonderful. Uh, you talk about a great venue. I've got to perform there. Um, they're actually coming to an end. Um, and they, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to try and find somewhere else. I know they're working on it, but their last show coming up will be anthrax of all i mean you're going out with one of the big four that's a right. hell of a way to go and uh what's the date on that i actually uh, june 4th june 4th that's last a, show at the international the anthrax. concourse i believe will still be anthrax. going for a while correct really? that's crazy. i think that's up in the air but uh, okay. we're hoping yeah. good so both great venues we've all uh, performed there have you ever performed are you familiar yeah, with it yeah, at all yeah i did Done. we did the knox fringe there and it was oh, god i feel like a fucking rock star it was the biggest stage i even laughed at all i was like i'm gonna run back and forth because i can right, right, right. i have yeah. literally performed on a two by two square foot but this is amazing, and uh, I got to see Clutch there a while back. So I mean, nice, like, nice. huge fan, huge fan. It's fantastic. It's a pretty so, big place. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I used to go back when it was the Electric Ballroom. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember for, those yeah, days yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw Hootie and the Blowfish there. I remember um, those days. Badass, dude. Yeah, I love Hootie and the Blowfish, and that was my first time seeing them Who live. Doesn't though, honestly. I'm a fan. I don't. Uh, I'm. I'm a real. Uh, I'm well, a, a lot of people. I, I'm not gonna lie. I. Uh, I'm a big Hootie and the Blowfish fan. I've uh, seen them multiple times. Own a co- autographed copy of Cracked Review. I'm a nut. Love Hootie. Uh, yeah, I got to meet him. Work security for him. I'll be. I, this is good. I'll tell you this again. Work security for Hootie and the Blowfish. They were the hardest partying band I ever worked for. Really? Dude wow. Blew me away. And I, I've worked with Slayer. That's why called Blowfish. I, I worked with Slayer, Aerosmith, Pearl Jam. Like I've 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 worked some crazy gigs. Tool. Uh-huh. Tons of great. Nobody had more booze and pot and beer backstage as Hootie and the Blowfish. I thought, this is no joke, they were coming through like dollies, like hand trucks, like loading a gas station with crates of Budweiser, cases of Crown Royal, cases of Heineken. Dude, at one point, the door, I was backstage. At one point, the, um, I hope Hootie doesn't listen and sue us, but anyway. Um, at one point, the dressing room opened and so much smoke billowed out, I honestly had a moment is their dressing room on fire? <laughs> and as I saw people come and go, I went, no, no, somebody else would have noticed that. So they were the hardest partying band I have ever seen backstage. They were amazing. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, but so we've got some great things coming up. Uh, you can always get in touch with us here at stagedivernetwork.com. Uh, we love phone calls. Again, we plead every week for somebody to call <laughs> and say something. Uh, tell me to go fuck myself. I don't care. Have an opinion. You hate Piff the Dragon too. Support Danny <laughs> and his Fuck Piff campaign. Uh, and that is, you can reach us at uh, 1-800- or is that 865? It's, it's I can't read. Okay, I have ordered glasses. They have. We have a giant board here, and I've ordered glasses. They're coming soon. This will be a thing. 865-888-0109. There you go. There we go. I'm going to do it again just so I can sound professional, and he'll edit this out. So every week we beg, please call us. Tell me to go fuck myself. Join Danny's anti-piff, uh, the dragon commute. <laughs> and you can call us here at one 865 888-0109. You can also rate us, review us. You can find any of the wonderful podcasts here on Stage Diver at anywhere podcasts are found. Um, I know iTunes. I get it off Google Play or uh, Google Music. And so you can get them anywhere. You can get them on the website. Check them all out. There's something for everybody. Um, you know, we got uh, video games, sports of every kind, uh, local topics, wrestling, um, just two hours of wasted time which is where you'll find us so if you want um, I'm high and need something to do uh, we're right there as long with high as fuck Lander so again a lot of great podcasts every taste So and, and look I know Lance appeals to a lot of older fans so if you don't feel like messing with iTunes Google Play just go to the website yeah. click on our player yeah. it's easy find the show you want to listen to four clicks you're listening simple to the point I'll be honest with you I am a, a Luddite I have a, a Laserdisc player a working 8 right. track player Laser disc. Yeah. And wow. I I found it, right? Literally already installed on my phone. It was mm-hmm. super easy. I clicked the little Google menu because I'm an Android guy. I know iTunes has something. I clicked the little Google thing. There was a thing called Play Music already installed. I clicked it and boom, there I was. It yeah, was amazing. It's easy. It was I was I was mystified. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is so great. You know, yeah, right on uh, Google Music. You can you can find it in iTunes. You yeah. can find it really easy too. Yeah. So if, even if, if I can do it, anybody yeah. can yeah. do it. One of the stories, like uh, Mitch had a booth at Chocolate Fest, and half the people that came up to him were like, "What's a podcast?" And it's like, "Well, what? we got to really? change that." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know so, what I mean? Jeez. So like it's, I said, the player's real easy. Yeah, it, it's it's great, and there's something for everybody. So check them out. You know, it's crazy to see you're a laser a laser disc. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is how this is really sad. But you were just talking about people like, "What's a podcast?" Yeah. You know, only the rich kid in the neighborhood had a laser disc when, my I, was, orthodontist, when I was growing up. My orthodontist had one and we watched it in the office and it was the most mystifying thing ever. And then my parents used like, to what have... What the hell is that? This, Sorcery. Yeah, my parents used to hang out with this couple. They would go, you know, drink rum and play cards all night and they'd take me and me and their kids would go in the basement and they had a big screen, which was the time the projector. Remember you had to pull the bottom out. Again, this may be dating me, but you had to pull the bottom yeah. out and then that one red light, the one blue light, and the one green light sh- shined. Yeah, and they had a laser disc. Player. I think. Well, I think I remember one of my good friends, uh, one, one of my best friends, actually growing up. His dad had one, I believe. And I think one time, just one time, he was like, "Look," you know, <laughs> we were like, "What the fuck is that?" Well, uh, my wife at the time was working at Goodwill, and she brought it home with a bunch of laser discs, and she was like, "Hey." Nice. I know I, I know you like old shit that's pretty pointless. Do you want this? And I was like, <laughs> yes, I do. And yeah. and dude, it had a great haul, okay? So like, not only did she get it, and I had to explain what it was, she was like, what is it? And I was like, all right, imagine if a record fucked a DVD, you would get a Laserdisc player, all right? At the time, it was the Blu-ray of the 80s. It was the most amazing <laughs> thing ever. But like a record, you had to flip it every 40 minutes, and so <laughs> you had to take an intermission. Uh, and but in the crate was like 
the Blues Brothers on Laserdisc. Ooh, like, nice. Two sets of Star Wars Laserdiscs. Wow. Which you know hits me personal. Oh, and yeah. here's the best part. Do you know the last place you can get the unedited original theatrical lease from the 70s, 80s, and 83? Do you know where you can get that? On Laserdisc. Oh. So I was going to guess. <laughs> the last two formats available to view the same way I saw it in 77, I saw it in 80, and I saw it in that 83 awesome. are VHS and Laserdisc. Nice. And the Laserdisc is by far the superior quality. But it had like Conan 1 and 2. She Ooh. had a bunch of Star Trek films, which again, not a fan, but I get it. Um, it had... Uh, the Adventures of Baron von Munchausen. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, it was great. It was all these awesome Superman 1 and 2, a couple of the Raiders of the Lost Arks. So, I, I, I have a, the laser disc and love it. It's a, it's a great party trick when you pull it out and people go, what the fuck yeah. is what? that? The thing that put laser disc out of commission was they refused to do porn, right? Isn't that I think the story? that's correct. Yeah, um, that's the story, right? Or porn wouldn't work with them. Porn yeah. was just like, no. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, but I know porn had a big thing to do with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I know that was a part of the Betamax as well. Yeah, I remember yeah, the uh, Betamax because Sony said, "Hey, you know Once we we make this, but we won't make players for anybody else." Uh-huh. And the ba- and the the VHS people were like, "Nah, you can make a player. Fuck it, make a player. We don't care." Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so everybody caught on and was like, "We're going VHS because that player is ten bucks cheaper." Because mm-hmm. back then a v- a VCR was fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and yeah. so that 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 shit has That's a huge crazy. effect on it. Yeah. Yeah, yep. back in the top loader dial days. Yeah, yeah. Um, wired remote, like yeah. an old. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I just yeah. re- I remember sitting in front of the TV just because I got tired of getting up. You know, I just yeah. chink, 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 turn those channels. I remember the first thing I ever saw on a VHS. Um, my grandmother had got a top loader, or my mom had rented it, and we were living there at the time. And she went to the video store, and she got Footloose with Kevin Bacon, and she got. Conan the Barbarian. Boom. So those were the first two VHS movies <clears throat> I ever saw in my life. And was amazed because it was like, can you stop no, it for a minute? I can't. I, I remember when we got a VCR because I was like, oh, hell yeah, we're rich. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and now uh, people pay you to take them. People <laughs> yeah, are like, no, I'll give no. you 10 bucks if you'll get this the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, get this out. I still have one, by the way. Uh, I've got a huge collection. I don't know if I have a working player. Well, but again, I do have a working Laserdisc player. So there I got go. a lot of magic videos still on VHS right. that I'm like, uh. So we were talking magic earlier. That brings me around. Um, here's something that I, I'm curious about. So um, in many industries, movies, for example, it's okay to remake a movie. Mm-hmm. It's okay to cover a song. Mm-hmm. Why is it okay to do somebody else's magic trick, but it's not okay to do somebody else's joke? Because it is okay. Magicians yeah, do. Yeah. Well, this is this Why is, is that? okay. Um, mainly, there's only so many effects in magic. Okay, so uh, you'll take a like the rope routine I do. Right, right, right. Okay. The one rope, two rope, three rope, Absolutely. one rope, two rope, three. Basically, rope. it's just a uh, cut and restored type of metamorphosis type right. of effect. You know, the rope is changing size and it's. It's cut. It's back together. Right, it, um, but it's all still sleight of hand. Absolutely, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Mistaken. That is that's all. That sleight is sleight of hand. hand. That's school. all sleight. Right. Of, they're, they're, yeah, all sleight of hand. Um, this is my situation. Magicians will there. There's there's types of magicians out there that are performers, and there's types of magicians out there that are creators. And their whole, the only thing they do around the clock is try to reinvent the wheel. Got because it. basically that's in a lot of ways what they're doing. Because 
they're taking an old classic and saying, well, this is how I do it, or this is a better method to do it. I think music's similar. There are only so many chords. Exactly. There's only so many, you know, so it's it's a re- way to rearrange the same thing. And I think also with, with music, too, um, again, I'm a huge Tom Jones fan. One of my awesome uh-huh. favorite. Tom Jones strictly does covers. Why? His definition is, I'm a singer, I'm not a songwriter. So that's when, how you're defining yeah. the, the creator versus performer. And, and um, a performer would be a Tom Jones. I'm, I'm a singer, I sing songs, I'm not a songwriter, yeah. I don't create them. I'll leave that up to Burt Bacharach. Every now and then, somebody extremely special will come along that is an excellent creator and an excellent performer. Pin and Teller. Hey, boom. Well, I, well uh, Teller... Is the, the, of course, the of muscle course. meat man the the shadow? Yes, the shadow roses is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Teller but, is what well, tell he's a but he did that long he's before a magic they were genius. before they were together because he's really the and and Penn is the showman. Yeah, absolutely not well, a Penn, bad magician. No, 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 he's not a bad magician. But he's more not, of a juggler yeah, actually. Yeah. Penn is, but uh, Penn is a showman. Yeah, it's see, the the Keith Richards Mick Jagger yeah. dynamic. One does this, the other does this, but paired together, perfect. fucking chemistry. Perfect. Yeah. So, but I mean, so it kind of works like that. Now, this is my take. The worst thing you can ever see is you see a, uh, you say you see a magician that'll go buy an effect from right, another magician right, and right. then perform it word for word, blah blah blah. Got it. Just, and and when you see these acts out there, it's pure garbage. I can't. St- I won't. I won't watch it. Uh, to me, if if I take a trick, like uh, well, the rope routine, it's based off an old routine called. Um, the uh, professor's nightmare right is what it's based off of and a lot of magicians do the professor's nightmare but they don't do it the way i do it you know what i mean yeah like if you hear you know uh you know prince's version of uh you know like nothing compares, nothing compares. To you, you see yeah. what i'm saying so that's to me the way a magic trick you know should go the, the magician should you should be yourself. Amplify it. Exactly. You have to be Jimi Hendrix taking a Bob Dylan folk song Absolutely. and turning it into All Along the Watchtower. Yes. Yeah. yes. So how do you write a magic trick? So look, as a musician and a comedian, I know the structure for both of those mediums. And again, I've talked about that some magician or some musicians say, hey, today I'm going to sit and write. And comics do the same. Mm-hmm. Today, uh, two hours, I'm sitting and writing. Some of us, a magician, or musician and comedian, go, there's an idea. Oh, light bulb went off. Let me get this. Mm-hmm. So, with magic, does it? Where does that fall in the scale? Do you have both an inspiration, and do you sit down and go, "Today, I'm going to play till I get something right"? Well, you know, it's a lot like the same way with with the stand up. You know, like there'll be a bit that'll be floating in my mind that I'm like, "Right, Gosh, a I'm hook, gonna be, a oh, catch. Yeah, I want to do something with right. that." With magic, uh, oh man. You know, there's just uh, so. How do you, what's the structure of writing it? Like, how do you? Well, the, the weird thing is, it, it pops. A, a lot of times, an idea will pop in my head, and I think, well, would this work? Will this work? And uh, is there a beginning, middle, and end in the same way as a song or a? Well, a well, the, well, the first has? thing is you have to think of what's the effect I want to accomplish. What is right. the moment of magic I want to accomplish? Right. Okay. The punchline. Exactly. Okay. And then you have to figure out a way to do it. Got now it. I can, you could probably come up with any scenario, and I could come up with a way to do it. Right. But is it going to be too much trouble? Is it going to be a giant pain in the ass? Is this going to be practical? Uh, and and that's you know now as I get older, stuff has to be very practical. Now you you would you wouldn't believe some of the things magicians will go to just to fool you. 
Right, you right, know? right. Like, like when you say that, to me, I think mechanics. Like the original, again, I, I know we're not supposed to give secrets, but I think this one's known well enough. The floating lady and the hoop. Yeah, Again, yeah. she's floating. She's on a wire. The hoop has a place to make a notch. You know, yeah, anybody yeah. can Google that. YouTube yeah, that in Harvey. So, again, that's a mechanic involved. They're, they're, okay. But some jokes don't require that. Card tricks and things yeah, like that. But. I do. I cannot remember the magician's name. I don't want to say the wrong name, who I think it was. But there was a story about a... Uh, a magician who did a card trick, mm-hmm. okay, and and the way he found the spectator's card was they had to cut down a tree, and when they cut down the tree, inside of the root of the tree mm-hmm. was the spectator's card. But there's tons of versions of that in the lemon. In but the exactly, yeah. but you have to think though for in a minute. A tree. This is nothing. Now this was we're talking like maybe in the 1800s. This happened. Oh, okay. oh. so so let's let let's you know back this up and you know what he went to just to accomplish that trick one day did he grow it in the tree absolutely you, you see what i'm saying oh, he wow. grew wait, wait, wait. the card in the tree so so how does he know the spectator's gonna pick i guess that's the trick well, that's yeah, the part yeah, i'm not yeah, supposed yeah, to well, know no no no, no no well yeah yeah but i mean somehow he's set them up to yeah. pick that but card it, and, and it is stuff like that that magicians will go to they will go that far okay just okay. for that one moment if, if I if I it's if like you, all those stories you hear about Harry Houdini right that's so absolutely yeah. if you can't answer this question no, Terry I'll edit yeah. this out so I've seen you do a version I've seen everybody do a version of the card or the money in the lemon uh-huh it's a classic so so then you don't have to go into super details but here's my question is the money in the lemon before the show starts no uh, okay no, okay but, so got well, it. but this is the thing you also have to remember this is the other thing about the a secret of a magic trick that right. reason it doesn't bother me you know how many methods there are? Of course, of course. There is so many methods. But that's what I wondered. Now, is my it routine, slide of hand to go in the limit at the last minute, or did you force that person somehow to pick my, the card that you planted as in the tree? With, so. with my routine, you know, no. I mean, it's not. It's sleight of hand, yeah. not preparation. The, uh, you know, but now, you know, there, there's some, I, I'm not a big preparation beforehand type of person because sometimes things can go wrong are there ba- are there not bands are there magicians who like a band are okay so some bands have an amazing lead singer and that's the thing that's the david lee roth that uh-huh. makes that band stand out some bands have that guitar player that just amazing on fire and whatnot are there magicians who excel in a certain type of magic that are only known for that type absolutely. of magic absolutely so there are schools yeah, of- yeah, yeah. there's like a manipulation like jeff mcbride is probably one of the greatest car manipulation ball coins ever, on stage right to where you see them they're producing fan right. after fan um a variation you, you of have, the uh, uh, uh scarf out of pocket yeah, yeah. that never ends the um you have close up you have card guys like right now i don't know if it's going to be on netflix richard turner he's Doesn't blind he's blind oh. and he's one of the greatest card oh. handlers ever nice. That's interesting. um th- I, dude amazing story i think it's going to be on netflix coming up here soon nice i'm um, definitely going to look that up but That's i mean great. you have card mechanics you have coin guys you have uh right i mean there's some really talent this it's all broken up you know um so I mean it's uh yeah it's it's you got different different guys doing different things. So where what would you call yourself? Where do you? Fall? I'm a stand up magician, is what I am. So that is its own subject. Absolutely. So now okay. what I, I mean I do I can do close up I can do strolling I've got chops. 
Uh, I sometimes I take a gig where like, hey, we want you to come do strolling magic, walk around, work the room. I can do got that. it. That's birthday party shit, right? Well, no, no. Well, the strolling a lot of time is cocktail party kind of stuff. Got it. Okay. So uh, you know, somebody like I've done a few cocktail parties. To me, I picture Vegas Lounge, Tony Clifton, well, like nowadays, going to tables and like yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah that. exactly. That's what I picture exactly. Um, but uh, you do some really strong magic. You get some really strong close up magic. You can do that. But typically, though, like you have some magicians. Um, that will just because back in the early days when I was starting out, I would get hired at restaurants, and I would go up to a restaurant table and say, "Hey, my name is Danny Witz. You want to see a magic trick?" And that I sounds really annoying. I'm just gonna be honest. Well, with you. well, this is, well, well this, sounds... this is the thing. Well, this is the thing. I hated it. Yeah, I would. I absolutely too. hated it. I would too. It. But I mean, you got to think though. Unlike comics, magicians don't got nowhere to go. Man. True. It's true. You know, the there's not an pla- open mic waiting no, for you in your dose. No, there's yeah. not. So, uh, I mean, you can go to your magic club and perform for right. five other magicians, but that's not really giving not you experience. there's not three open mics a week no. you can go hit and, no. and get up there. So, yeah. a lot of beginners, they try to get that restaurant gig. That's okay. what they obsess with. And, and, and the management will hire them. And then, yeah, but the thing and is, And people though, do cuss you and run you off oh, tell you go fuck yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, I would. I mean, just like, like an open mic. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. You to show me, up to a table and they're like, get the fuck out of here. It's the mariachi band in you the know? Mexican restaurant. It's the violin player at the Blues Brothers Club where they're, you know, eating shrimp cocktails. I had at one time, one time I'll never forget forget i walked up to this this table and uh this is true story you know and the guy goes uh son i'm a preacher get out of here and i said well i'm a magician looks like we're in the same business oh that's good so oh, that's uh, good that is good and, and, but then i i got fired from that restaurant that. but the but you know i got to where i hated it because i was doing like i had like all the mccallisters in knoxville and okay like some the, type of the, barbecue the, yeah. place and uh, it, it, it was just awful. I hated it. So um, I quit doing that so much, and I was doing a lot of uh, street shows, a lot of a lot see, of. See, that seems better. Forming. I can see you and come to you if I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I well, did. I did cold call sales, and I hated that. Yeah. But I also did kiosk sales, and like we talked about, I think when I was on the high, I was fucklander guys. We were talking about doing it, and it was one of those things where I would just stand there and do my demo, and you would see me and come up. And I know a lot of the kiosk people in the mall were obnoxious. They'll yeah. Hey, Mr. Yeah. You? And that's the dick. Here's the thing: do your demo. People will see you. They'll come up and they'll engage you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with people. Just be eye catching. And a street magician yeah. would be. That's like a street musician. Dude, you, I can be five minutes walking the other way, and you have disappeared from my memory forever. Or I can sit and watch and be entertained and laugh and tell jokes and be the one that comes up and draws a card. I've got the choice. That would be better. Well, the thing about street performing, man, that that you learn. I learned so much about from doing that is you have to stop total strangers right you have to make them want to pay attention to you be your friend instantly and then afterwards pay you yeah yeah you have to get them to want to it's sales money. exactly it's sales yeah that's my job as a uh, a retail sales um and you know i've worked commission retail sales where it was i have to be your friend in five minutes yeah i have to entertain you for a while and see that's my approach to selling i've always been the entertainer um my, my theory has always been that people don't go to the circus to buy um laser guns and and five dollar drinks and popcorn and balloon animals but they come away with that shit because they don't pay attention because they're being entertained absolutely so when you come into my store even though you're not expecting that i tell jokes i laugh i be your friend and i just start sticking shit in your hand and then you're like yeah no that's fine let's do that and so um that's it's the same skill it's well, the, the, the same skill the bill and lemon trick the the whole reason to that trick what that's a street that's a street show trick and that's is to get your money Fast and to and get easy. in the hat uh the can you um, play three card money 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, it blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. It blows my mind. Yeah. I suck. Uh, I'm terrible. The, uh, but anyways, you know, I, I got got to where that I, I wanted to do you know, some more indoor gigs, and that's whenever I went to um, Side Splitters Open Mic. Uh, I showed up that first night. It's the first night I met Gail Grantham. Okay, good. Uh, Wonderful lady. She was She's there a... in the lobby roasting. She even made fun of me the, the first night. It was it was pretty nice. hilarious. I never did the open uh, mic there, but. Uh... <laughs> But it, but it, when I showed up, I mean, it was super packed, and I was like, "Wow, this is awesome," you know. And we all had to go into the main room because it was so packed. Nice. And uh, I got up on stage and did my five magic tricks, and you know, just this is so cool, you know. Street magic, and, something uh, you can have set up well, in your pockets, well, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, the thing, the thing about it though is. You know, I, I thought this was the greatest thing, and I came back the following week, and it was nothing like that. You know? <laughs> Welcome and to the comedy aspect. Oh, what do you mean? Those same jokes worked for one crowd, yeah. but did not work for another. Yeah. Oh, my God, I've never what, heard of this phenomenon. This? What is that? But, uh, no, but then, you know, after going out to a few of the open mics, I, uh, you know, I, I knew that in order to actually learn how to do stand-up comedy, I had to put the tricks down. There's just sorry you can't learn stand up if you know you you're doing magic too, so I went probably man for about a period of two years of not doing a magic trick on a comedy stage, you know. Now of course I was still doing comedy. Sh- I mean magic shows on on, on private gigs and, and right. weekends and stuff. But when it came to comedy, I went up and I was like, man, if I'm gonna bomb, I'm gonna bomb. I'm just on this, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen. What do you, you like know? better? God, if you had to give dude. up one, what would you give up? I'm married to one, and one is my my mistress, dude. It's <laughs> your wife better find out real quick which one is dude, the mistress, man. I, that's if you a had tough to give one, one up. If, you, I don't, if your I, wife, okay, if Antoinette, who I love dearly, <laughs> came to you, so I'm putting the pressure on. If she came to you and went, Danny, I just can't oh, do it. Gosh. I will not be married to a multi-classed oh. entertainer. You have to pick one so and specialize. Tough, like, a more positive scenario, like a rich person comes to you one day and is like, here's a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that's fake. Tell a man his wife's going to tell him oh, to do God. it and he'll come up with an answer. Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah. Dude. That's tough because my, on comedy, I'm the same way, man. I think... My mind's always thinking, yeah. you know, like it's a bit, there's a bit, oh, yeah, that's God. I, that, oh, you know what, man? This is the thing. If I had to choose, and this is the only reason why I'm doing this, okay? And I know we've been talking heavily on magic, which I love magic, man. I do. Yeah. If I had to choose, that's what you give up. I'd have to give up magic. Yeah. If I, but I'm is not it, saying it. I'm, I'm not saying that would be easy. I'm not right. even saying that would be possible because right. I can't walk by a deck of cards without picking up a deck of cards and just like maybe like a musician can't walk by a guitar. A, a guitar. It is that way. Yeah. I get a deck of cards. Yeah. I have to. I, yeah. I don't know if I if that would ever possibly happen. But you could but. take it off stage if you had to. Is yeah. that because of the plethora of more options for comedians versus yeah. magicians? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the it, smart exactly. move, not the emotional well, the, move. The reason why you said you struggled to think of five magicians—that is everyone in this in the world. But how many comics can you think of? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. and 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 the magicians you you thought of or have went out and became super yeah. unique. Oh, yeah. on people even piff is unique yeah you know and that's the so, way it is with that. um sports i'm not a sports watcher but if you become peyton manning i know who you are yeah yeah if you become tiger woods i know who you are yeah. even though i don't follow your sport uh, again favorite show in the world is the league all about fantasy football i have never watched football or fan but everything's in context and i get it and yeah. so i get some names and i go oh you're a football player don't need to know why you're here i get the joke just the same so um and that's one of the things i struggle with with other magicians is a lot of them will want to become 
famous just amongst their right, peers, right. just amongst their peers. You know, and uh, they want to sell a guitar tricks. player's player. As yeah, they call yeah, it. a director's director. I don't like That's doing. Any form of art, yeah, you know? I don't a comedians like, comedian. I don't like doing shows for magicians. No, I, I yeah. don't like doing it. Yeah, I can see you know? that. So uh, that's why most of my friends are comics. You think they're judgy? Well, I mean, you know, instead of being entertained, they, they uh, you know, they're like, wow, that was a nice move. Well, how the hell do you do that? Oh, I got to find that out. As a you guitar know? player, I watch musicians play in a different way. If I'm watching, and to, I do this to comedy as well, but um, like if I'm watching a, a, a band play, uh, I'm watching technique and I'm watching instruments and gear and I'm watching what they're doing and I'm, I'm enjoying the thing, but I'm, I'm actually just analyzing. I'm in school and yeah. so I'm writing down every little note, probably the same way you look at a movie, Terry. That's what I was I just mean, about to say. Is that- you look at screenshots yeah. and I do now more since I've been on a few sets and I've done a lot of director commentaries and listen for the things that they talk about. I watch a movie and watch a shot and go, how did they do that? Yeah. And so I, I I, it's like going to school. It, it does, I think, diminish the enjoyment on one side of the scale, but it adds extra enjoyment for me to find those those Easter eggs and things. Well, see, so. stuff like that drives the internet crazy. Oh, She's yeah. like, can you just stop no. and just enjoy <laughs> no. it? No. You know, and I'm like, I can't. No, 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 you can't. I can't watch a comedian and laugh. Yeah. I go, that's good. That's, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. good. That's pretty. And once in a blue moon, uh, just the right mix of... Tom Segura's new special, yeah. who I, which I loved, will hit me and I'll start laughing. So, yeah, um, Danny, you've been an amazing guest. I can't tell you how awesome it's been to hear. I, I can't wait to get to this. Um, we we always take our, our last shot and we we do our five to drive five questions to drive this episode home. And again, I was gonna do magicians, and I thought no, 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 no it's not gonna work. Not everybody at home is gonna get this. I don't know if Kurt has five favorite magicians, so I don't want to do this. <laughs> So here's what I did. And again, I always write these for myself so that I can make sure you can do it. You mentioned you hate Piff the Dragon, and I think it's so funny <laughs> because here's what I do want. I want your top five movies everyone loves that you think are garbage. Oh, man. What massive fucking fan-based movies do you hate? Wow. Yeah. This is, this yeah, it's is good. Man. It's good, yeah. I should yeah, dug this one yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. All right. So while you think, I'll do mine. Here we go. This was my five that I that I loathe. That number one, The Wizard of Oz. I <laughs> fucking hate The Wizard of Oz. That sorry piece of shit. It's just the worst movie ever. I cannot stand it. Right? Hate it. Uh, number two, Fight Club. I'm sorry. Ooh. I hate it. I know we're, we've lost the one viewer we had, but I, I hate it. Uh. I, and here's the thing: people always get on to you. Talk about that. Like it, like you're so smart. They're just like, "No, you just didn't get it." No, look, I got it. I totally understood every metaphor. I got it. I hated it. I think the most interesting move part of that movie is fucking meatloaf's titties. All right, I think that is the high water mark of that piece of shit. I don't like it. I can't stand it. Uh, number three, um, I'm sorry. Um, Fantasia. I think it's a boring piece of shit. How it became a cultural Bro. phenomenon <laughs> baffles me. Fantasia is the most just milk toast, shitty ass. Um, I fucking hate it. I can't, I can't stand it. It's the music and the visuals, I, bro. I, no, no, not at all. No, no, I can't stand it. Um, here's one. Again, I know we're going to lose all of our fat chick listeners. Uh, oh, no. Nightmare Before Christmas. I think it's just a boring piece of shit. I think it's awful. I Thank love you. Tim Burton. I think Corpse Bride is a 
thousand times better. Uh, I just, I hate it. I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand Tim no. Burton. <laughs> I like Tim okay. Burton. I like Tim Burton. No, I, lo- I love Tim Burton. I, uh, I do. Yeah, I like Tim you Burton. You don't like Tim Burton, Terry? No, nah, no, nah, I, I like Tim Burton. I, I like old Tim Burton. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice. And he's a movie guy, so yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that that's, stuff. That's your piff, Tim yeah. Burton. Origi- original Batman. Uh, I don't actually. That, I, that, that you was hate almost, the original Batman. Hey, no, no, I love oh. it. That's the only one. I think, I think that was I almost think on my Burton, list. Are you serious? Yeah, that is, that's almost on I my think list. Tim Burton is too wacky. He needs to be a producer to keep him in check. Sometimes yeah, okay. I think All that's right. that's my problem with Tim that's Burton. Fair. He gets too out that's there. Fair. But you know, but he's um, an artist. yeah, uh, uh, the uh, the Tim Burton Batman was it was on my list and got bumped out for number five, which I'll give it a second. But yeah, I, I honestly I can't I can't stand it. I don't uh, I don't like it at all. Well, mine mine's kind of easy. Mine's kind of yeah. And so I guess last. For, for me honestly like I said I hate the Wizard of Oz but this is another old lady sound of music I fucking hate it <laughs> my grandmother watched that thing unmercifully and I know it's like this great oh oh I'm sorry uh, that was another runner up with Batman but for E this is a good one E.T. I fucking hate E.T. Wow. I was a kid. I would see it as a child and fell asleep in the theater, and it's just the most boring piece of shit. But yeah, when I was first toying around, Sound of Music and Batman were both on mine, because I don't like Tim Burton's Batman. I don't like it. Uh, Take it down Spielberg, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, what do you well, got? Okay, What's your yeah, top five movies you hate? What are your Piff the Dragons? Give well, them to me. Okay, when I really got to thinking about it, I was like, well, actually, that's okay. really easy. Yeah. And this is a shocker. I've never said this out loud Ever, Nobody is actually listening. Before. It's okay. We've turned everybody Ever off before. with my list. The uh, and and this is this is pretty much it. All of the Harry Potter movies. Really? Ooh, I'm with you. Is there. it the Weasley cracks being a redhead no, no, magician? No, is no. It, is that what it is? <laughs> well, no, I mean, no. is it the Weasley jokes? The, the Weasley jokes. No, I would love. You know me. I would use that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I I can't. Really? I've tried. Yeah. I tried and wow. I was like, "This is garbage." Yeah, but and and you know, my wife loves it. My son, they all love. I it. love them. I love um, them. I'm a big fan. And you know, we were just talking. Me and, me and Antoinette were just talking about uh, the the author t- today. Matter of fact, yeah. she's made a lot of money. Oh, I yeah. just, I just, to me, man, I, I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, really, I, I God, love I it. Just that's don't get that's it. fair. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that. Uh, my boss at work, he hates them, and his wife loves them, so he's always telling me about what she makes her watch them. But I, I love them. I, I really enjoyed them. I like a good sci-fi fantasy romp. I like that that kind of movie. What? So I enjoy again whether it's a Star Wars or a Harry Potter. And you know, I uh, can't, so I like that kind of stuff. I can't get into shows like there's a show popular right now on sci-fi, uh, The Magicians. Heard of it? I yeah. can't. My watch wife's it. watching it. I yeah. can't watch. And right now there's a show called Deception. I can't watch it. I think she's watching that too. Uh, I can't watch. She that spends crap. a lot of time. Watching Netflix while I'm at work, so, so I think she's watching. I think she's watching both of those, uh, but I can't get into it. Well, that's again Harry Potter. That's a that's a that's actually two extra ent- three extra entries. That's that's great. You, God, how many? We're losing eight. all the fans. Yeah. <laughs> all well, keep in mind. Here's here's the deal, guys. Danny won't be back next week. I will. I like Harry Potter. So um, if you could stand with me for Nightmare Before Christmas, just hang with Danny for the rest of the episode for uh, Harry Potter. Um, all right, again, wrestling fan, big four horsemen. You get the chance to sit down and create your own four horsemen, your own posse for one night of dinner, of laughs, and being that gang mentality. So who are your three choices of living celebrities, very specific, that you get to be your own personal four horsemen for the night? Oh, living celebrities. Yep. Otherwise, wow. people just go like Jesus, Freddie Mercury, <laughs> Kennedy. Dead ones Gandhi. are dead ones are so dead. People are so much cooler than I agree. I agree, but the answers are shittier. So I make you think about it. God, dude, yeah, you're yeah. really gonna yeah. have to make me think. Yeah, no, I, that's why I wanted these. Uh, it was my um, it was my inside the actor studio moment. I wanted to make everybody think. Wow, he's dead, so I can't use James it. Lipton's dead. Oh, I was like, what? No, he's not. Uh, dead. Okay, got it. Good. But he's like, yeah, he's hiding or something right now. Uh. 
You know what, man? I gotta go with my boy David Blaine. Okay. Go. Okay. Go with David Blaine. All right. Uh, Steve Martin. Okay. Oh, nice. Excellent choice. Uh, let's see. That's two. Now, am I one of the? Am I one yeah, of the? Yeah. So you only get three. So, so you I got one, one more. more. Oh, let's see. Who's gonna be my uh, fourth horseman? It's good. It's good so let's far. See. We've had some great Steve answers. Martin, David Blaine, and uh, let's go with um. Man, this is tough. Yeah. This is tough. Let's go with uh. God, you're killing me here, man. Hey, you got I'm one stumped. more. I'm, I'm so one good. One more. Yeah. One more. Let's pull it out here. Let's go with. Oh, Val Kilmer. Okay, nice, great nice. choice. Again, controversial. I prefer his Batman <laughs> to uh, Michael Keaton's. He's not the one with the nipples, so that yeah, was... yeah, no, that's oh, Clooney had the bat nipples. Cl- Clooney had the nipples. Yeah, uh, I like those Batman uh, uh, entries better than the first two. I want to go with Val, man, just yeah. because I love the movie Tombstone. Oh, dude, great film. Uh, I love Val Kilmer. Dude, I... Val Kilmer, uh, real genius. I oh, love. Yeah. Real oh genius. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, real genius. Um, top secret. I love yeah. that shit. Val Kilmer was great back in the day. And uh, here's another one that could have easily made my list. I don't like Top Gun. Uh, no, that could have easily been on my list. I don't like Top Gun. I don't like Tom Cruise. I find him in a general? bit of, oh, Yeah, I find Tom Cruise a bit of a dork. I think if Val Kilmer had been the lead, I might have watched it. Hey. Uh, but I, he's just not a fan. Fucking uh, Willow. Val Kilmer, great choice. <laughs> we uh, we know you don't like Harry Potter, but uh, what is your guilty pleasure? What do you do that you think nobody should know you do what's uh what's that thing you do that doesn't seem like something you would do been looking you know like my red tube history or something no 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 and again we've already declared uh, okay. that masturbation is not a guilty pleasure so again for me That's i like right i like disco i like uh you know uh, b movies what do so i like i like all that shit uh well, you know, when you go back to music, some of the stuff you probably love, though, because you're like an 80s. Yeah. I always feel like uh, I love Def Leppard. <sighs> I hate Def Leppard. Dude, I'm sorry. I love, I I love hair metal. I hate Def Dude, Leppard. Dude, I can't help it. Yeah. That's probably my favorite guilty pleasure so really? far. Really? Everyone's really bounced Dude, around. Yeah. Like, I can't help yeah. it. Dude, I, I, Love Bites comes on, and uh, I'm like, holy shit. No. Love hair metal. hate those guys. I hate his voice. I'm, I'm real bad. Man, I can't help it. Yeah. Dude, I'm no, sorry. It, I wish popular. I didn't. I wish I didn't, but uh, I, I can't help it. I'm a Poison Motley Crue guy. I can't get down with the Def Leppard. Damn, Def Leppard, man. No, it doesn't do it for me. If you do Poison, you kind of got to respect the Def Leppard. Right? I, I don't hate on them. I just, I, yeah, you're, you're not skipping too far. No, I don't, I don't hate them, but I just can't get into them. Uh, you know, one-arm drummer, you got to give it up for that. Uh, uh, so I, I'm a fan. Uh, running through the, the underneath stage between shows and grabbing some titties and running back out and doing the next song. You know, they did that, right? They had they a stage. They did that. Yeah, yeah, in the 80s. Um, Def Leppard did that. Yes. Wow. At the height of their popularity, they had a stage built. And you can look all this up, but they had a stage built. And there was a crazy, like, drum and guitar solo. And in that moment, everybody who wasn't playing ran downstage. They're just, like, hookers and coke underneath the stage. They have their fun, run back out, and then, start, like, pick up the song from there. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I've yeah. heard about yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard about so, that a little bit, yeah. um, I respect the fuck out of Def Leppard. I don't listen to Def Leppard. <laughs> well, it all makes sense, their songs now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pour some sugar on me. Clearly <laughs> yeah. a Coke metaphor. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's bring it down. And again, we, we've, we've staggered these perfect to bring you in roller coasters Gosh. of emotion. So we end on a good note, but we're going to bring it down. And I know you, you have a wife. You have kids. You have a legacy to leave. When you are no longer here and you've performed your last card trick what do you want on your tombstone 
Hmm. Damn, Lance, you're... <laughs> I, 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 I did what spend I, a lot of time in the showers. I do, I do, I do. You do this in your head. Yeah, I do. Oh, uh, what do I want on my tombstone? Yeah. What do you want your legacy to be? Ah, uh, man. God, dude, this this is really tough, brother. Um, how about uh, how about was that your fucking card? How does that work? I Bravo! Like I think that's, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the best answer so far as well. You just see a I, card I, coming out yeah. of the dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the best answer as well. That's great, and that shifts us greatly into our next and final five to drive question. Where's your happy place? Where do you go to, to let it all loose? And when you, you just can't take any more of the world, where's your happy place? Man, I got to say my happy place, well, you know, most cases would be in my magic room, in yeah. my library. Cool. I get in there with a deck of cards and I can just disappear. Student of the arts. Absolutely. And you enjoy the work. Right? Absolutely. I was, I'm not that student, but I know a lot. Of, that's uh, great. But so. I mean, you know, and sometimes you're not really practicing anything. You're just doing the moves somewhere in your head you know nice as a yeah. guitar player i get that and i do love that moment yeah. i do love that place and then you know also on the flip side like uh another place that if uh you know you have kids and you mm-hmm. understand this you know today i watched my daughter's first softball game nice and just being there in that moment yeah and and laughing at these little girls that don't know what the hell they're doing you know yeah. what i mean and it but just you know that's something too are you, you a know? crier are you a, you I know am, what i mean I, I i i used not to be but yeah. i am now if you watch the footage of against silas's first magic trick we were there filming it <laughs> there's a moment towards the middle where the camera gets a little shaky i gotta yeah uh, i get it so i yeah i'm a boohooer and i don't i'm not afraid to admit it so yeah. uh yeah. but i love those moments too i do love that yeah. the little singing in the group and the for me that's where it's been we haven't done any sports we did karate and we broke some boards and again i would definitely say that's a happy happy place to be it is as man. a dad that's a happy place to be well, being here with you has been a happy place to be, man. Dude, this I really has been uh, awesome. Good, you guys good, have been great. Good. Um, so real quick, we let everybody do it. What do you got coming up? Uh, plug what you got. I know you do shows at the Grove uh, in Oak Ridge, which is a wonderful theater. If you ever see anything that coming, whether it's a band or a comedy show, and follow Danny Whitson on Facebook as well because um, he does a lot of shows there. I perform there. It's a wonderful theater. So um, what do you got coming up, man? Any plugs, any shows, anything? Okay, well, May 12th, we've got comedy at the Grove. We're going to have Tyler Gooch and Courtney Warner. Wonderful. Uh, and then May, I want to say May 25th, I want to say May, was that a Saturday or Friday? May, it's a Saturday, I want to say May 26th, I'm going to be at the Improv versus Stand Up. Oh yeah, we talked about that. At the That's First Draft Theater in Chattanooga. Cool. Oh, nice. Uh, so, uh, if anybody, you know, get anybody down there, that's a great show. Nice. That is a Not very too far to show. drive for anybody no. local, so that's no. great. All right. Well, um, again, love having you here. Um, thanks again, guys, for being here. Deadbeat Radio. Um, it's a blast to be here. And uh, real quick, if you have enjoyed yourself, again, follow us anywhere. You can find podcasts, stagedivernetwork.com. Uh, you can see me and all the other Deadbeats and what we do on uh, Deadbeats of Comedy on Facebook. Uh, we would love to have you follow us there. Um, Terry, thank you, as always, for doing what you do. I couldn't be here without you. No problem, and uh, much, uh, much like I, I like to end on every week. I couldn't do it without you guys. A comic without a crowd, or a crowd without a comic, still a crowd. And a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic micro- asshole with a microphone. And so uh, I couldn't be here without anybody listening. So thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Deadbeat Radio. I'm Lance. This has been uh, a lot of fun. It's not unusual to see me cry. I want to die. 
Say 